Uh, and so I made a commitment. My dad took me out and gave me a pure drink on my request, not because he demanded or anything. It's something I really wanted. So trying to find a man, mm -hmm. like, then I was like, okay, who's going to want to be with me? Because everybody's having sex. All my friends are having sex. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How is this even going to be possible to find a man who would wait for me? But yep. I asked it of the, of the Lord. I asked yep. it because I didn't want to be fighting me and him because I wanted to be able to keep the commitment that I had made, the vow that I had made. Yeah. The Bible tells it says it's better to make a vow. It, it's better not to make a vow than to make a vow and, and break, break it. it. Yep. So I didn't want to make this vow, which I had done and break it. Mm. And so I needed God to send me someone who would wait with me. I didn't want to have to change him. I didn't want to have to make him. Right. Yeah. So that was essential. Yeah. And then yeah. three, I remember three, cause this is still important. Welcome to my party. That's how we do around here. This is Single You, the podcast. I am your host, Rika. And I, I'm an NLP certified life coach and also the founder of Single You Academy. That is my online coaching program. You know what I do? I help the ambitious millennial single woman discover her worth. That means you. So that you, girl, can stop tying your worth and identity to men and stop being a man pleaser. So if you are a woman who is sick of having an unsuccessful single life, if you are sick of the revolving door of dysfunctional relationships, listen, they may have a different name, but it's the same type of relationship. Or you're doing the tug of war back and forth with the same guy and you're sick of that. You want better when it comes to men and setting boundaries, knowing yourself, understanding your worth and what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship. Yeah, I'm willing to bet nobody has ever had that conversation with you. But listen, I'm not here to judge. I have an abusive ex and an ex that cost me $10,000. Yeah, stick around, listen to the podcast enough and you will hear those stories. All right, so you've come to the right place if you need to hear that singleness is not a punishment and that you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. Yeah, I'm a certified life coach, but I will tell you this. I am no expert. I just learned a few things that I would like to teach you as well. You know, as Maya Angelou says, once you learn, you teach. And when you know better, you do better. So now that I'm doing better, I am reaching back out for you, girl. Here's my hand. Grab it. So thank you and welcome. You're in the right place. I got you if you got you. This is Single You, the podcast. Hey, thanks for being here. Now let's go ahead and get into the episode. But today's topic is about the term God-fearing man, right? I want a God-fearing man. That's what I hear a lot of Black women, faith-based Black women say. 
And I feel like we're saying it at our detriment. We're saying it and we don't even really know what it means. So we're going to talk about that today with my cousin Linnea, who is a teacher. I call her a minister. Um, she is a faith-based Black woman, married. Oh my goodness, Linnea, let me put, pull you up because is it 18 years? It'll Hold be on. 20 in 2022. 2022. 20 years. I was in her wedding. I think I was 19, 18, 19 Somewhere around there, I had just gotten to Howard University, I believe. Or was I in high school? I don't know. You were getting I, ready to go to Howard. Oh, maybe I was. Okay, so it was the summer before Howard University. But anyway, I say that to say um, she is a faith-based Black woman who I believe has a lot of knowledge and wisdom in this area of dating, marriage, um, and also the term God-fearing man. And the question that I received was, is self-love biblical? Is it biblical? And we're going to talk about that today. And there's going to be one more topic at the end. It's going to be like three topics in this next hour, hour and a half that I'm going to chop up and put on my podcast, Single You. But Linnea, thank you so much. Thank you for, of course, being a part of my podcast. I think, is this episode three now? What episode are we on with you? I don't know, but we rolling, we rolling. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love the conversation. I love the dialogue. I love the, you know, digging in and the challenging of different terms that are being that are out there that we use classically. Yeah. Yeah. And I love. Well, first of all, is there anything that I missed about describing who you are, um, your knowledge and your wisdom? Is there anything else you want to say about you? Um, That's so interesting. So I am a mom of, of three. I homeschool all three of my kids. Um, like Rika said, married for almost 20 years. Yeah. I'm an elder and chief of staff at my church. So yes. I've been rolling in ministry for 21 years, 20 yeah. going on 22 years yeah. um, at the same church, the same location. And my parents are the pastors. And so that's a whole nother conversation and dialogue serving in ministry with your Parents. With your parents being a, uh, a, a, what do they call it? A PK. PK. Right, right, right. <laughs> yes. Um, so what Linnea just said, being in, in the church 21 years, right? This is why I have her on the platform to dissect the sayings that us faith-based women say that I believe we are only surface level with it. We, we don't, we don't really know what it means because there isn't, I feel like, and what from what my clients tell me, there isn't a lot of teaching in a lot of the Black churches, especially from the 90s, early 2000s, where the millennial faith-based Black woman was growing up. A lot of them are just like, I don't know, I heard people say that, so I say that. And let's define the word fear um, because... Obviously, we know what God is, right? <laughs> that is, you know, our Father who art in heaven. That's we believe in Him, right? Um, he He died and 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 uh, rose on the third day for our sins, uh, so we know who God is. But the term God fearing and fearing the Lord, I feel like a lot of people believe that means oh, I got to be scared of this entity. I am being, I'm going to be punished if I'm not perfect. If I don't follow the Ten Commandments, I I need to be afraid of Him, which is why I should worship Him. And in my studies, I feel like that's not the case. That's no, not absolutely case. not. Yeah. But I do yeah. believe classically that has kept 
a lot of people, believers specifically, at a distance from God. Um, When you read the Bible, one of the things that um, I've been taught for years um, by our apostle, Latanya, my mom, is that you've got to read the Bible in harmony, which is why, you know, I know there are denominations, I'm going to step on someone's toes, that they're all King James and King James only. But the reality is we don't speak King James lingo. We just do not. We don't. And if we don't yeah. speak the lingo, we don't understand it. Right. However, the 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 poetry of it, the way it sounds, sometimes you want to repeat the scripture and it sounds better, we say yeah. Yeah. in the King James or the New King James, but we don't understand what we're saying. We just saying words. That's how we got God fearing. And I was like, when you asked me that question, I was like, people still say God fearing. Yeah. Um, because it does, it causes, I think, stark fear in yeah. Um, and, and believers, when what fear means and translated, and when you look at that word in harmony, is reverence. Mm. So you really mm. are asking, I want a man who reverence, reverences God. Yeah. But again, that's relative and subjective. Yeah. So you yeah. got to define what that is and what that looks like. Because what one man's reverence of God is, is not equate to the other man of reverencing of God. Yeah. And you have to know what that means. Right. Oh, let me let me just um, bring up this point here. I remember uh, our mutual cousin, um, and I don't want to put her on blast because I don't, I don't, I don't remember if she posted this or not. But anyway, um, when she was going through marriage counseling, um, actually pre- engagement counseling, um, she got in trouble by their pastor because she was harping on him for not reverencing God in the same way that she did. Right. We're not all going to be the same. It's no. it's not all going to look the same. Right? right. So I love that you put in subjective because I, I, I believe that a lot of Christians believe that there's only one way of doing things for God. And I don't believe that there is, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I just, I wanted to to, to put a pin in that point. It's subjective. And the way for you to know what it means for you is to actually study. Absolutely. Because principles don't change, but methods do. So how I can't even take that apostle. apostle, Let me, let me give credit where credit is due. Apostle Latanya gave that years ago. Again, is what happens when you've been in the same place, 21 years, just certain things get in. Principles don't change. You need to worship God, but how you worship God, the method, the methodology of worshiping God has shifted and changed just because um, culture has changed. um, Mm -hmm. Society has changed. We're more open, more free. Um, You know, back when uh, we first started church, you know, the things that we do now wouldn't even, you know, be possible. You know, we went to a church where they had a nice, beautiful program. We don't have no program anymore. So Mm -hmm. are we still worshiping God? Yes. But our yes. methodology of our worship has shifted and changed. And it, and you can see that evidence even in the Bible. Look, I need to be taking notes as you're talking because <laughs> um, I love that principles don't change, but methods do. Yes. And that's what I feel the Bible is. It's a book of principles. It's not a dictatorship. It's not you should fear me because if you sin, I'm going to punish you. Um, it's not that. And a lot of us who say we're faith-based because we're not actually studying the Bible, and I'm speaking of me, past me, um, didn't really understand these sayings, especially God-fearing. I literally meant like, okay, so, or I literally literally thought like, okay, so he believes in God and he fears him. Cool. No. (laughs) (laughs) Because even their belief, okay, even believing, right? This is how come... 
salvation is such a tricky thing. It's yeah. simple, but not always simple because right. what you believe right. about God is essential. Mm. Um, because people can believe things about God that just aren't true. Yeah. Case yeah. in point, fearing that God is this big old God up here, far away, in the sky. sitting around to, mm -hmm. ready to kill you. Now, don't get me wrong. He didn't done a little bit of that, right? Yeah. But it's <laughs> with reason and with cause, yeah, right? But right. that's not that's that's just part of his character, and um, all of it is wrapped up in this symbol symbiotic uh, thing we call fruits of the spirit: yeah. um, love, joy, peace, patience, justice. All those yeah. things are wrapped up in one. So believing him, you don't get to just believe in the loving God. Yeah. You got to believe in all aspects of his character because not everything is hunky dory, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He suffered. That wasn't, that wasn't fake. Yeah. What he suffered. Yeah. yeah. You know? So, you know, I'm saying all that to say is believing in God, you, you, you grow in your belief of God. That, that it, it's, it's, um, your, your, your first belief when you get saved, it's very simplistic and, and, right. and it's nothing in comparison of, in comparison to what you get as you grow to know all the aspects of his character. So yeah. getting to know him, reading the Bible for yourself is essential to you being able to say, I believe in God yeah, and what that belief in God, because mm -hmm. I believe in the God in the Bible. Okay. What about the God in the Bible? Do you believe that's really a good conversation starter, even for a date. If they're saying, Oh, I believe in God. Okay, great. What part of God do you believe? Yeah. And if they say all of them, okay, well, tell me, what is all of them? Yeah. And then yeah. you know, then you'll get to see what their belief is about. Yeah. And I just want to um, uh, reiterate who we're speaking to. If, if, you're, if you've been on my platform and you follow me for a while, you know that I am speaking to the professional woman, Black woman, over 30, who is in this constant cycle of being mishandled by men. And you're in this shame cycle because you're trying to get out of it. You're trying to do a real self-love and self-care um, journey. Um, you're trying to lean on God, but a lot of us don't know where to start. So I always hope that my platform um, gives you a starting line, but it definitely does inside of Single You Academy. Okay, so that that is where it's like starting line and then we'll dig deep into things like this. For example, as we are right now, um, God-fearing, right? And so- yeah. What I wrote down is like a question that we should be first asking ourselves, right? As these professional black women who is consistently being mishandled by men who have said, I want a God-fearing man. What does right. that mean to you? Yes. What does that mean to you? And how are you a God-fearing woman? What does that mean? Um, like ask yourself, ask you, like ask yourself, first of all, what does that mean? Yeah. And when I say I believe in God, what does that mean? I, I would do yeah. that. And then the more that you know, when you're going out on dates, and this yeah. is not an interview process, we're just having conversation when you're on yeah. these dates, data collecting, you ask them because your bar so far has been, oh, they just have to believe in God. And that lets me know he's a God-fearing man. But I will ask you, how well has that worked out for you? Because right. even if they believe in God, their character cause them to mishandle you. So we have to get better at fruit inspection. And the way that yes. we do that, we do that with ourselves first. Um, and then when we look out in, you know, in the world, we'll be able to um, fruit inspect everybody else. So um, the next question that I want to ask you um, is, let's talk about a Proverbs 31 woman, because I, I feel like a lot of 
faith-based black women say that too. I'm a Proverbs 31. And I'm like, I don't even think you know what that means. Number no. one. Um, and then we'll <laughs> go into, um, cause I do love your story of never, you have, ne you've been in church your whole life and you've never said, I want a God fearing man. No. You, you wrote down some specific things for Jerry yeah. and Jerry is that, and y'all been married for, you know, almost 20 years, like you said. So yeah. those are the next two things we'll do for this topic. Okay. First of all, Proverbs 31. What does that mean? Why does every woman say that? Well, because that's, that's, it's, it's catchy. Yeah. Um, it's easy to find. It's the last chapter in the book of Proverbs. Um, and it gives like this list of this perfect, perfect woman. Um, but understanding Proverbs, okay, the, the background of Proverbs is, um, it's a book written by Solomon, who is known as the wisest man in the Bible, okay. outside of Jesus. Yeah, um, That's yeah. something that he asked for, and God gave it to him in abundance, even though he made lots of dumb mistakes. So you can be wise and still do stupid stuff. That's okay. Yes. Okay? <laughs> so anyways, um, when, when we get to the end of Proverbs, it's really like an allegory of of aspects of character, uh, characteristics of, of a woman. Okay. I don't have half the stuff of a Proverbs 31 woman. I hope to someday, but some things I'm just never gonna do. Yeah. Um, and that's gotta be okay. And I think what we've done is we've built this pedestal of the Proverbs 31 woman and really mm -hmm. God's saying, can you just follow me and let yeah. me develop who you are? And it may not look exactly like the Proverbs 31 woman, but it'll be exactly who I called you to be. Yeah. I love that you said you are not all of those things because the list of who a Proverbs 30 woman, 31 woman is, is crazy. And this is what I see a lot of professional black women do. We get in our ego so much. And because we're so good at the accolades and we're climbing the ladder at our job, we think that that makes up, makes us a Proverbs 31 woman. And so then when we get out here in these dating streets, we're like, oh, you're a God-fearing man. Cool. Proverbs 31 woman, then we can make it work. And you have all of this ego about how he should treat you because you're this good. I'm this Proverbs 31 woman and you expect him to treat you as such, but his character has shown you nothing about that. He has not shown you, proven yeah. to you that he can actually treat you as God would want him to treat you, let alone Absolutely. a Proverbs 31 woman. Absolutely. And the reason I don't have a uh, master's degree right now is because I'm still struggling with my motives for it. See, if my motives is I, I, because I just want it so I can show everybody that I, you know, it validates me, then that's not a good reason to go get in debt. <laughs> I don't need it. I don't need it. If there was a reason for need, if I was deciding I was going to be a lawyer, then yes, go get your G JD, you know. But since I have not come to that conclusion at this season in my life, what, why am I going to go spend all that money on a degree just so that I can prove something really not to myself, mm. but to other people? For your ego. For my Ooh. ego. So the motive of Proverbs 31, the yeah. motives of a God-fearing man, that's really what you got to get down to it. Why do you want a God-fearing man? The Bible tells us in Proverbs 14, 26, those who fear the Lord are secure. He will be a refuge for their children. That's a reason to have a God-fearing man. Do you even know that's the reason you want a God-fearing man? That you Ooh. want someone who's secure in the Lord and that they will then be a refuge for your children? If you don't know that, then what are you asking for a God-fearing man for? You were just repeating what you heard growing up in church. That's that's yeah. what we do. We're so good at regurgitation. We are so good at that. But you, just, good. Said, you just said a whole word. I want to backtrack, Linnea. <laughs> <laughs> Because I have been battling with the thought of going back to school for my psychology degree. And you and you know this. 
because of the field that I'm in. And I think yeah. that's the thing that's going to make me successful, right? Like this right. is the thing yeah. and it's not the thing. And I do have to, I, that I have, yes. Oh my goodness. It's like, is this going to be so other people can go, oh, okay. Now she's valid. Now I yeah. will hire her. Now she's worth it. Or do I just continue to follow what I believe God told me? I will use this story. Right. And that in this season of my life, he wants me to be a light for women and just yeah. follow that. And until I actually feel the tug on my heart from God to say, go back to school. Yeah. Whew, I shouldn't that's do it. it. No, that's really it. And don't get me wrong. I am a complete education um, promoter. I believe right. in education, but 100%. it has to be, it has to be reasonable yeah. because education is not inexpensive in this era. People are going to school and spending forty thousand dollars on an education and, and then not using it, yes. and never using it. Yes, exactly. And so that's why I have to know for certain. Exactly. This you is might me. actually really use the psychology because of 100%. what you're doing now. Hundred um, percent. Yes. So it's yeah. totally, you know, and I get the yeah. waffling of knowing, you know, what to do. Right. But God will make it clear. But are we even seeking God? God fearing men and women seek yeah. God on their future. For their answers. Yeah. And then just to tie it back into relationships and saying, um, uh, are we feeding the ego and to be valid by other people's opinions and thoughts? I always ask my clients, like, why do you want to be married? So let's say you are ready to learn how to do the work to be happy, single, truly not performing confidence, not pretending. You don't want to be bitter and you want tools to do better in this area of self-love and relationships. And you know you have nothing else to lose. What do you have to lose? You're ready to work on you. You just don't know where to start. You need help to get rid of the shame you have in this area of your life of self-love, relationships, and boundaries. And you want peace. And you want to feel like you can trust yourself Again, in that case, I invite you to apply to Single You Academy. You don't know where to start? Start with me. Applications for Single You Academy will be open until I fill five more slots. I only have five slots left. So how will you be going into 2022? We will review applications on a first come first serve basis. So if you want this girl, go after it. I cannot wait to be your coach. I am already claiming it, okay? So thank you for your consideration. I look forward to learning way more about you and how we might be able to help you here at Single You Academy. So go ahead and send me a DM. My DM is always open to you. Send me the word boundaries and I'll know exactly what you're talking about. Or you can go ahead and click the link in the show notes and complete our application. Once you complete that, you and I will get on a free consultation call and we will go from there, okay? If you have any questions, let me know. I think most of us want to be married because we think that's where, what we're supposed to do. And then when you become married, you get all of the accolades of being married, right? And when you have the wedding day, that the wedding day is feeding the ego more than, it's like, Listen, you know what I mean? The dress. It's one right? day. It's one day. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't enjoy your day. Enjoy your right. day, but be reasonable about it. Don't go in so much debt on one day. Yeah. One day when you've got a whole life, 20, 20. If I, I thought about this, thank God I paid it off. 
But if I spent the kind of money that some people wanted me to spend, I'd still be paying it off 20 years later. No, ma'am. And the strain uh, what about that the it house? would on your marriage. What yeah. about the house that you need yeah. to live in? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't got time to spend that kind of money. Enjoy your day. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying not do it, but prepare for that. If that's what you really, really what you want, put your money away for that. And what you can't afford, don't do it because it's one day. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're listening to this and you're the professional black woman in her thirties yeah. who has shame because you are consistently being mishandled by men. Yeah. I want you to ask yourself and maybe journal this out. Why do you want to be married? What is the reason? What is the reason? And I feel like until you can define that, then maybe we shouldn't be dating because I believe that is a byproduct. You not knowing the reason why you want to be married. The byproduct is consistently being mishandled by men because I believe you are seeking validation. Mm. Um, you are seeking this like now I'm valued because I have this ring on my finger when that is not true. God never right. said that you not. are worthy regardless of your relationship status and singleness is not in punishment. And so I challenge you to dig deeper and go within. Okay. Um, all right. So let's talk about you, Lynette. Cause I was like, I'm surprised you never said this. No, I'm surprised you never said, no, it's so outdated. Now. It's such an outdated term to me yeah. because yeah. It, it's, it's so subjective and it doesn't give a lot of details. And I'm a person probably similar to you. I got to have it black and white, yep. simple. I don't want any excuses that you don't understand what I'm looking for. And yep. I'm expecting I need the bullet point. Yep. <laughs> I'm very analytical in that way. Like I need boop, boop, A, boop, B, and, and C. And so, you know, we're encouraged um, to pick 10 things that you want, but the top three are the essentials that you can't do without in a relationship that you're seeking for longevity. Yeah. And from the, from outset, number one, my number one was, is I wanted the man that I was going to spend the rest of my life with to love God more than me. Why mm. does that matter? Because mm. I'm strong-willed. I'm, uh, you know, I can be very overbearing. I'm yeah. dominant. I'm totally red. I know this. I'm very self-aware about that. And if you're scared of me and can't tell me the truth, our marriage is doomed to failure. <laughs> and listen, I, everybody who is like Linnea, like me, we are cousins. <laughs> Because I have a very, that's why I've been told you have it two together. You're too much. Because yep. I, sure. All that, that's all true. And guess what? And there is a man out there to cover that. Amen. All my two togetherness, yep. my yep. domineering, blah, yep. blah, to yep. say. And it's the way they do it. They come because a man who loves God more than you, they seek God for answers and wisdoms on how to cover, care, talk, reason with you. Mm -hmm. And um, I, you know, people are like, well, how do you know that they love God more than you? I got an example for that because I was waiting for that was my final cue that I knew I had accepted the ring. Mm -hmm. I was going to marry him, but I still had this thing in my head. Mm -hmm. Does he love God more than me? And I had gotten into an argument with my mom because that's what we do. Yep. <laughs> As when we feel in ourselves and we're grown. And I was complaining about it to Jerry. And Jerry said, well, you're wrong. And he gave me, Chapter verse. I remember, yes. <laughs> and I threw the ring at him. We were at Chuck E. Cheese because that was our date. Now I threw the ring at him and I went home and I was just blah, blah, blah. And God arrested me, wouldn't let me go to sleep before he says, okay, now I gave you what you asked for and you're going to throw it back at my face. Mm 
And so then I went and picked up the phone and said, can I have my ring back? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ooh, you know, I should have yeah. heard what you said. Yeah. You know, obviously I know you wouldn't have said that if you really didn't believe in it, if you weren't harnessing truth for me. And that's what I asked for. This is what I asked for. And yeah. so I got it. And so that's the thing is that when you have those things, those standards that you have now requested, look for the answer to those standards. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. the counterfeit. To those standards. And that's what we don't do. We say, okay, my ideal client, okay, we, because we're so, I don't want to say bullheaded, high achieving, that's what I'll use, because we're so high achieving as perfect black women, we're dope. Mm -hmm. All of the accolades, we think, I see him, he says he believes in God, cool, we are attracted to each other. Now I can make him what I want him to be. Right. And then no. we spend two years five years, whatever, trying to make him a suitable partner from us, for right. us. And God is like, I didn't, that's not, oh, so you prayed to me, I didn't, I didn't make him for you. That no, wasn't I it. didn't. Wasn't it? <laughs> wasn't it? And what look you at us. What you was a clear sign that that ain't the one. That's what it was. I was making exactly it clear. While passing up red flags in those first three months, a year, two years, passing up red flags and praying to God, can you make alterations though? And God is like, I wasn't done with him. I, I wasn't, I, I didn't, can we, can we not? I wasn't ready. He wasn't ready for you. If he was made for you, he wasn't ready for you. And we, as black women, women in general, even, mm -hmm. we can ruin a good man by not allowing God to finish mm -hmm. making them. Listen, 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 listen. I want you to hear what my cousin Linnea just said, because <laughs> we are going to get to that. Um, it, it's going to be the next or the third topic. Cause first we're going to do this God fearing. We're about to wrap this up and then it's self-love biblical. And then we're going to get into what she just said. So I want you to just sit on that and be like, I mean, what is, what does she say? Cause we're going to get into that. So let's wrap up, uh, uh, wrap up the God fearing. So the first thing you wanted, um, your husband to have is a man who loves God more than you. Yeah. Jerry is definitely that 20 years later, he is still that. Yes. Number two. Number two. If I you don't remember, I wrote it down. <laughs> okay. Yes. Wrote down. What was my number two? Someone who would, who you wouldn't have to fight. Yeah. Someone period. I wouldn't have to fight to wait with, because I had made a commitment at 17. Um, not because the church I was going to had talked about, everybody talked about waiting, but nobody really talked about saving yourself until probably um, Leah and Lana got a really good ministry in New York that did a wonderful um, program called Waiting for God's Best that okay. we have implemented at our church now and made bigger and stronger. Abstinence and August, shout out to Abstinence August, shout out yes. to my cousin Leah, love Absolutely. you. But um, when yeah. I was growing up, yeah. and it wasn't anything like that, but God had spoken to me and mm -hmm. I got a personal conviction and he led me to the word about um, my body was the temple of the Holy Holy Spirit. And yeah. that what I do inside, why sexual sin was such a big deal is that what you do inside your body matters. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and so I made a commitment. My dad took me out and gave me a pure drink on my request, not because he demanded or anything. It's something I really wanted. Love so that. trying to find a man, mm -hmm. like then I was like, okay, who's going to want to be with me? Because everybody's having sex. All my friends are having sex. Mm -hmm. How is this even going to be possible to find a man who would wait for me? But yep. I asked it of the, of the Lord. I asked yep. it because I didn't want to be fighting me and him because I wanted to be able to keep the commitment that I had made, the vow that I had made. Yeah. The Bible tells it's says it's better to make a vow it's, it's better not to make a vow than to make a vow and, and break, break it. it yep so i didn't want to make this vow which i had done and break it 
Mm. And so I needed God to send me someone who would wait with me. I didn't want to have to change him. I didn't want to have to make him, right? Yeah. So that was essential. And then yeah. three, I remember three, because this is still important. I needed somebody who wasn't allergic to work. Okay. Okay. Maybe that's not important to you, but is essential to me because I work hard. I work hard at everything I do. I give everything I have, right? I need to know the man I'm with yeah. is going to give everything he has. That if he loses his job, he ain't going to sit in his hands and play video games to PlayStation. He going to go to Walmart, Kmart, Sears, JC Sears ain't even around anymore. Whatever. He going right. to go to Wawa right. and help bring it. He ain't going to leave it just to me. You understand so, what I'm saying? So, by the way, my cousin from the East Coast, so Wawa, if you listening, you oh, from Washington State right. or the West Coast, we don't have a Wawa. Don't even know Wawa. Wawa. They don't even yeah. know nothing about no Wawa. They, they don't know nothing about Wawa, unless you're on the East Coast listen to this, and I know I have <laughs> East Coast listeners, so shout out to my East Coasters. Um, okay, so... Let, Let's take it back a little bit, okay? Because the number two thing, um, what you said there is someone who I wouldn't have to fight to wait with me. And I'm going to tell you something. I know my ideal client, girl, you are listening and you want that, but you falter every time because he's fine, because he said he believes in God. You just have like this little bar raise your stakes higher, have the audacity to believe that you can get what you want. Look at my cousin's testimony. She got exactly what she wanted out of Jerry. Not to say that there isn't, I don't want to say struggles. Should I say struggles? Oh, yeah, no, struggle. struggle. No, it is a struggle. Oh, okay. Struggle. And it tells us in the Bible, it would be a struggle. Yeah, That's why yeah. it says better to marry before you burn. And you should want to. So let's put it out there. We're not saying when you wait that you don't want to. You do. You should want to because if you don't, then there's something bigger something going, else on. going on. Right. right. So the struggle is real. You should have a struggle, but you, you should be struggling together with the same goal. Mm. And I'm not. And if, if, if it were just me, I could tell people, OK, well, maybe it's just not for everybody. But my sister Leah got one. Mm -hmm. My sister Lana got one. Yes. Got yes, some other yes. people in our churches that got one. We got one getting ready to get married and they got one. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. And when she's saying got one, she means a man that will wait because yeah. society will sit here and tell you, you're never going to find a man who will wait yeah. because it's 2022 and everybody's having sex and da, 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 And that's all guys want is sex. And I think that's where a lot of women I was listening to shout out to my girl cameo who has the good girl podcast. And she was just talking to a man, a faith-based man. And he said, the reason why a lot of women stumble, this is his opinion, is because they believe into society's opinion of men that all men want is sex. And we think that is the only way to keep them. So in order to keep this quote unquote, God fearing man, I, I, God, I can't wait a year. I can't wait two years. And he's going to leave me. And he's a good man. And so I'm going to sleep with him. And that's why we're going to go into how we can actually ruin good men by lowering our values and boundaries. We're going to get into that. But I just want you to think about that as you're listening. What you set out for yourself, every time you meet the guy that makes your little vagina pop, uh -huh. now all of a sudden it's like, well, God, actually, <laughs> can we make some alterations? So make <laughs> the vow or don't. Make right. the vow or don't. That's make what I would tell you. Right. It's, it's not, I'm, I have no hell to put you in. Um, I, I just, I feel like, you know, God is not going to take a lightning rod from the sky <laughs> and, you know, and electrocute you because you decided to have sex before marriage. That is a decision that you need to make on your own. It is a decision you need to make on your yeah. own and recognize 
why you're making the decision. Yes. It's not about going to hell. It's just not. It's yeah. that God promised us an abundant life yep. on earth, not just yeah. heaven. Everybody's just like, oh, I'm saving going to heaven. That's yeah. so far off. Girl. But what about living here? What are you doing to make sure that you're getting everything God promised you? And one of those things is since he's the creator of sex, he knows exactly which environment it flourishes in. Yeah. And he said sex flourishes inside a monogamous marriage. Oof. And Oof. so, yeah, you can do the other thing, but are you getting what God promised? No. So you get to decide, do you want the promise or do you want the counterfeit that the world is telling you is better? How well has that been working out for you? How well has that been working out for you? Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a question, you know, yeah. and only you can answer, you and know, only you, you can answer mm -hmm. that. Yep. Mm -hmm. And for me, I was like, not very well. <laughs> <laughs> the good thing is yeah. you're self-aware. Yeah. Because and, there are and, some people who are still in denial that they'd I'm, rather eat. They think that's still better. Yeah. Than yeah. waiting. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And and I know, again, a lot of women have fears of that, like, he's going to leave me. It's the cost of dating. What if his winky woo is too small? All of, like, they just, they, all of these. Woo, that's so hilarious. <laughs> I know, like, just all of these, like, fears. And I'm just like, are you not a faith-based woman, though? Like, I just feel like the fit is going to be great. Like, I just, you know what I mean? Like, I just would rather lean on God now yeah. that I've been, I did it the world's way and it didn't work out. Yeah. I would rather just lean on God now. So I'm just like, yeah. I, I don't even be concerned about stuff like that right now. That's good. That's yeah. it. And, and that's, and, and I pray that that message lean into God. So yeah. you don't worry about those aesthetic things. God made mm -hmm. us all. Do you think God didn't make us all to make it work? Think of puzzle pieces. <laughs> He, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and that's perfect. Um, because this is the transition now where you said lean into God, which I believe that's a part of self-love and self-care. Yeah. And I want to talk about this question um that I saw online. Um, and I think somebody sent it to me, but anyway, is self-love biblical? Hey, okay, I told you this was going to be a three-part series. So is self-love biblical? We will be returning next week, a week from today or whenever you're listening to this. It'll be Thursday, December 23rd. My present to you for Christmas is self-love biblical. You'll hear me and Linnea um, discuss that and answer the question as best as we know how, okay? All right, see you next week. I had to jump in here real quick to introduce you to Single You Merch. Yeah, that's right. Single You, the podcast. We have merch now. Yeah, because affirmations, they can be on something better than a post-it note on your mirror. Yeah, how about affirmations on your couch in the form of a throw pillow or on your bed in the form of a throw pillow for encouragement? Singleyou.shop for you to buy the single you merch, okay? You deserve it for picking you and breaking up with him. Christmas, New Year, Valentine's Day. Oh, totally your birthday. Oh, your best friend or your best friend's birthday. <laughs> Simply because you want to encourage yourself, you want to encourage your best friend on any day that ends with Y. You can shop Single You merch right now at singleyou.shop. The link will be in the show notes. 
The throw pillows, what do they say on them? One says, happiness over history. Another, happily single. And another one says, sis, don't do all that healing just to date another broken man. Hashtag stay sharp. Yeah, that's on the pillow. And lastly, singleness is not a punishment. The throw pillows are available right now, just in time for Christmas. More to come, but do your shopping right now at singleyou.shop. Consider me your homegirl in your head. Again, it's Rika. And if you need to reach out to me, listen, don't hesitate. It's not going to be weird on Twitter and on Instagram. I am just me, Rika. That's R-E-K-A. And I'm going to put my Twitter, Instagram, and email in the show notes, okay? You can also join me over in my private Facebook group titled Singleness is Not a Punishment. I mean, come on, who am I? (laughs) You know my tagline? That's my private Facebook group. The link will also be in the show notes. Now, if I said something that resonated with you and really helped you, please share this podcast with a friend because sharing is caring and you shouldn't be sitting on all this good information. So share it with your homegirl, okay? Or your homeboy. (laughs) Please do that. Also, don't forget to subscribe and then you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. And if you have time, can you do me a favor? It'll help me out as a small business owner and a podcaster. Will you leave a rating on this episode? All you got to do is say that you liked it or you can even type out what you took away from this episode. It really helps me and keeps me going, providing free content for you. So thank you so much for doing that. Production, my intro was made by one of the greats in production land. His name is James Tyler. Thank you for my intro. And he used Beyonce's single ladies. Sorry, not sorry by Demi Lovato. He used Dua Lipa, her song, New Rules, and also Truth Hurts by Lizzo. All right, that's all I got for you this episode. We will talk again on the next one.